another episode of Horror Nights in Podcasts with me, your host, Crystal, where I talk about anything and all horror. So a big, big, big disclaimer, guys. Um, my apartment building sounds like it is under construction, but it is not. Um, they're currently remodeling the apartment that is directly below me. So if you hear banging or sawing or someone singing or whistling, I apologize. That is the construction workers. <laughs> So on this podcast, I give you my honest and horrific opinion on a different horror movie every week. I drop spoilers. I never lie. I always keep it real. Sometimes I do specials and sometimes I have co-hosts. To keep up with all things horror and the Horror Nights in podcast, please join my Twitter family by following me at Horror Daddies R Us. We have a lot of fun over there and I love interacting and chatting with you guys, so please join in. Um, so uh, another disclaimer, I just want to apologize if it sounds like I'm cutting in and out. Um, it just means I'm pausing and stopping the recording to wait for the uh, contractors to stop using their parasol. <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, be sure to follow me on my podcast, whenever app you use. I am available for your listening pleasures on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. So another thing I want to talk about before I get into the... Um, to the movie um, that we're doing this week for found footage February is I want to say hello and welcome to all the new followers um, that I recently gained this week because of a certain giveaway um, on Twitter. I want to say hello to all of you who are listening because in order to find out the winner, you have to listen. So, but I'm not going to get into that quite yet. There are a couple things I want to talk about. I do have a shout out for a horror podcast I want to do first. Uh, And then we're going to talk about um, some upcoming horror. And then we are going to get into the giveaway. And then um, I will start discussing my, um, the movie that we chose for this week. So, to start off, um, we I want to do a shout out to a podcast. Um, they're called the Civil Gore Podcast. You can find them on iTunes. So I, I have been following these guys for a little while and I just recently started listening to their episodes and by listening I mean binge watching them uh, or binge listening to them I should say. Um, so it's two guys. Um, it's Tim and Brian and they chat about uh, the week's latest horror Blu-ray and theatrical releases along with a deep delve into the horror movie of the week. Um, and as I said, you can find them on iTunes. I like their podcast because they not only talk about horror, but they do really cool stuff. Like the first episode that I listened to in the beginning of the week, um, they were talking about seeing an interactive Sweeney Todd play and I was just immediately jealous and hooked. Um, I also like it because, uh, I love the name. I like the, or, uh, the origin of the name. And if you, if you don't know what it is, you guys have to go check them out and definitely listen to their, to their episodes. So it's, it's a lot of fun to listen to them. So for upcoming horror this week, I want to talk about the Child's Play uh, trailer that dropped. I was actually going to talk about this on the Valentine's Day special with Patrick, but we ended up getting completely sidetracked when we were talking about Pet Cemetery and all of the, the things that everyone was talking about um, surrounding that film. So I kind of just wanted to go into, um, I want to talk about it this week. So it is 
the same name, Upcoming Horror Child's Play. Um, and let me just get my notes so we can look at all the details of the movie. And, and this movie is actually set to hit theaters June 21st of this summer. So a couple of things I wanted to kind of talk about is uh, when I first watched the trailer, I actually thought it was a YouTube advertisement, so I actually wasn't paying attention to it until I realized that it was the movie when the music kind of dropped off. And I was like, oh shit, that's, this is the movie. I thought this was just an ad that, that I was just going to let play, but it's actually the trailer. So we don't get a clear shot of Chucky. We kind of get a, um, we see the box that he comes in. Um, we see that his mom has wrapped... Um, him up in the in very similar wrapping paper as the original um, and then we get a back shot of him um, when a car is in front of him now I know that they did release photos of him I don't know if it's the photos of when he gets possessed or anything um, from what I can remember of the movie now child's play is not exactly my favorite horror movies I think they're kind of silly but of course because it's a remake a remake I'm definitely gonna go check it out I have watched I, I can't even tell you the last time I saw child's play in theaters I'm sorry child's play um when I watched it um, when I was younger. So I do have a funny story about Child's Play, actually. My brother probably doesn't think that's funny, but I think it's hilarious. So as we were growing, as my brother and I were growing up, um, our mom liked horror movies. So she was watching Child's Play, and my brother, to this day, he's he'll be 30 very soon, and <laughs> um, he actually is still completely terrified of this movie. Um, I actually texted him and I said, hey, like, did you see that they're doing a remake of Child's Play? And he was just like, fuck that. I'm not going to go see that. I was like, come on, come see it with me. He won't do it, though. He is completely scarred for life. And now it's funny because my other brother, who is uh, 14, is actually hates dolls. So... Uh, he probably won't like this movie either. Um, he's he's not a big horror horror fan like my sister and I are. Um, but I just thought that was funny that they're they're remaking this film. I am interested in seeing it for sure. Um, it the the scenes that they showed in the trailer were very cool. Um, I like the last scene that we have the zoom in on the mom's face and we see that she looks like she's pretty bloodied and battered with uh, masking tape over her or duct tape over her her mouth and. And, um, we see, it looks like there's kind of like a noose around her neck and it's attached to a pole, which I assume is going to eventually hang her depending on what happens. Um, so I am excited for that. All right. So let's get into, uh, the part of the episode that everybody is here and waiting for. Um, I actually was going to wait until the end of the podcast to do this. Um, but I mean... It, I don't think it really matters if I do it now or if we do it at the end because uh, I was going to do a timestamp for it anyway. So, all right, guys. Um, hello and welcome to all my new listeners and all my new follows. I hope that uh, I am interesting enough on Twitter for you this week, uh, if you just started following me, to keep following me because I will do more contests. Um, and also, I hope that you are a new um, listener for the podcast as well because that would be fun. Uh, I love sharing my my honest and horrific opinion on horror movies. Uh, so if you guys are not familiar with what I'm talking about, then I would definitely follow me on Twitter because um, I decided I was going to do my first giveaway. And the giveaway, I actually have it sitting right here with me, is a Leatherface lunchbox. So, and it's still wrapped in plastic. And I 
guys, I was not expecting this many people to enter. I thought it was going to be maybe like 100. Like, I was going to be happy if there were 100 people that entered. And there was like, I don't even know. At the end count, I think there was like four or 500 people who actually um, entered the contest. There was a, there was almost a 1,000 likes on it. Um, and I think I, I reached, I think I, I think I jumped like 500 or 600 followers. Um, so I was actually talking to Patrick about this and I was like, I feel like I'm kind of cheating. And he was like, no, no, no. Like, it's good. Like people, people like free stuff. And, um, so I'm really happy that you guys enjoyed this giveaway. I had a lot of fun reading all of your answers. Um, okay. So let's get into the moment that everybody's been waiting for. Drum roll, please. I don't have a drum roll. So I guess you can just listen to the contractors in the background banging on the walls. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so the winner of the Leatherface Lunchbox giveaway is Feminist Mama is her Twitter handle. And her name, I believe, is Nettie. She's a proud mom, student, and friend to man and dog. And she's preparing for the zombie apocalypse. And her answer was, my favorite has been Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I even named my son Gunner because of Mr. Gunner Henson, a.k.a. Leatherface himself. I even got to tell Mr. Henson about my Gunner. He's 28, by the way. So congratulations, Nettie, at Feminist Mama for your win of this lunchbox and how much I loved your answer and how cool I thought it was because I really feel like if I were to ever have children, aka spawn of my own, I would kind of do something like that too. I actually, spoiler alert, if I do ever have kids, uh, I would love, if I had a daughter, I would love to name her October. And the reason I love that name so much is because uh, the movie Stay Alive, uh, one of the characters... Uh, her name was Oct- uh, her name is October. She was played by Sophia Bush. Um, I really loved her character. And as soon as they said her name on the movie, I was just like, if I ever have a daughter, her name is going to be October for sure. Just because that's definitely one of my favorite characters um, in a horror movie because she's such a badass. And then I found out what her name was and I was like, yep, that's, yep, that's, that's going to be my kid's name. So congratulations to you, Nettie. Make sure you um, DM me some your uh, shipping information so I can get that over to you. And I just want to say again, everybody, thank you so much for participating in this contest. Um, Because there was such an amazing turnout, I'm definitely going to have to um, do more giveaways. And I kind of want to do the next one Maybe there's going to be like a first place, second place, third place winner that people maybe can vote on. And um, the prizes are obviously going to be horror themed because duh. Um, All right, guys. So um, we are going to get into the podcast now. So on this episode of Horror Nights in Podcast, we will be discussing the movie The Den. So I'm going to start by giving you the Rotten Tomatoes and the IMDb rating, a short synopsis, then a lengthy dissection and discussion of the plots, characters, and ending with an overall and honest, terrific opinion. Uh, So stick around until the end, guys, if you want to hear my opinion on this movie. So if you've been listening to uh, the podcast for the month of February, thank you. You also know that it is found footage February, this being the third weekend uh, for found footage February, being February 16th. And as I said, we're going to be doing the movie The Den. So Rotten Tomatoes gave The Den a 78% with 52% of the audience liking it. And IMDb gave this movie a 6.1 out of 10. 
So the den was released March 14th, 2014 to limited screenings with a running time of 81 minutes. It was directed by Zachary Donahue and it was written by Donahue and Lauren Thompson. So a synopsis of this film. Uh, While studying the habits of webcam chat users from the apparent safety of her home, a young woman begins, or a young woman's life begins to spiral out of control after witnessing a grisly murder online. All right. Um, So before we get into the dissection and uh, discussion, I wanted to talk about uh, the subgenre of horror of uh, called torture porn. Um, so I like reading to Rotten Tomatoes reviews after I'm kind of done with everything and I've um, given my opinion. Uh, I like to see how uh, my review is in, you know, correspondent with others' reviews. And one, uh, one critic said, the film is neither compelling or innovative enough to justify sitting through its torture porny moments. So I've heard the, tor- the term torture porn before, but... I kind of wanted to delve into it more. Now, guys, I, I'm not a film scholar. I don't know all the terms used. And, you know, I can't always remember, like, a ton of actors and directors off the top of my head. But, you know, I'm learning and I'm working on it. So in order for me to perfect my craft, so to speak, um, I like to research things that I don't quite understand. And torture porn was one of them. Um, So according to the internet, it is a term coined by various critics which discuss the current trend in horror Hollywood, which consists of horror movies having no story but lots of scenes of people having their body parts removed. Uh, People like to classify Saw as torture porn, but I think there's a message that comes from from the movie. You know, be thankful for what you have and don't take it for granted. I mean, sure, it's 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 very very extreme. Um, but not only are horror movies great, but they teach us values and they teach us morals too. If you actually you know look into them like I do and other horror fans. Um, so I remember when I first watched Saul when it came back out in the earlier 2000s I actually smoked I smoked cigarettes I do not anymore I did quit um and if you're listening to this podcast and you smoke cigarettes I guarantee I want you to quit right now and if you need help quitting just slide into my dms and I will help you because trust me you don't want to smoke cigarettes they're disgusting and they're nasty they ruin your life Um, so anyway, it kind of made me reflect on that. Now, mind you, I didn't quit when I saw Saw. Um, I did quit. (laughs) I did quit after. Um, it wasn't in the same, you know, time span of that, but I kind of thought about it and I was just like, you know, it's true because there's people out there who have cancer and who are fighting for their lives. And if you, and if I continue to smoke cigarettes, then it's just going to be like me, um, you know killing myself you know slowly killing myself and when people would you know essentially kill to be in my shoes and I'm the one who's smoking cigarettes so that is my PSA for this week from your girl Crystal if you quit if you smoke cigarettes please quit and if you need help quitting there's a lot of help out there um and if you want to know how I quit smoking then you can just send me a message on Twitter and I'll absolutely be there for you and I will help you because it is no better time to quit than right now Anyway, moving on. (laughs) So, um, 
Another movie that I wanted to talk about, uh, obviously when it comes to Hostel, that movie is more torture porn than Saw. Um, Hostel synopsis is pretty basic. You know, we have a group of friends who go backpacking in Europe um, and they find themselves in, um, you know, that that type of scenario with the torture porn. Um, it's The movie is definitely more centered on the tortures and the kills. We don't really have a connection to the characters um, that we usually would... But, I mean, we don't really have connections with a lot of characters in horror. But when we do, such as movies like, I don't know, like Hereditary or The the, the Babadook, like, it's, it's a little bit different. But I, I wouldn't classify The Den as torture porn. Now, if you have seen this movie and you think that it is torture porn, let me know. Tweet me. Um, you know, DM me, email me, whatever, whatever works for you. Um... So Saw, I would, I mean, I'm sorry, Hostel, I would classify as torture porn, but I I wouldn't classify Saw as torture porn. Um, I mean, yes, people do, are having their body parts removed, but there is a, there is an underlying moral, you know, of the story kind of thing. Like, don't take your shit for granted because Jigsaw was dying of cancer. Um, and, you know, he, he just wants you to be thankful for what you have in the most extreme way possible, I understand, but for the most part, there is some kind of value in it. It's very extreme. But I love the Saw movies. Um, I think they're great. I like Jigsaw, too. I thought that was a good movie. That's actually, that was on Hulu. I don't know if it still is. Um, so let's get into uh, The Den. So just as Unfriended Dark Web, which we covered last week, uh, we get the view of our main character's computer screen um, as the same in this movie. Um, so this is actually my third or fourth time that I watched this movie. Um, but of course I'm delving deep into this film for the podcast. Um, it's also a MacBook point of view. So, uh, I'll probably mix up my icons and mouse again as I did last week for Dark Web. Because if you guys listened to my episode last week, I was actually trying to move the things that were on his screen thinking it was my screen. Um... So we are introduced to a computer screen and we see our user clicks on an icon called Den Chat. She signs in and we see uh, that her name in in the movie is Elizabeth and she is played by Melanie Papalia, I believe that's how you pronounce it, um, who was recently in Hell or High Water. Um, I did not recognize this actress from really anything else or anybody really in this film I didn't recognize. Um, so we see that she is starting to chat with people in an app called The Den, which is similar to our chat roulette. Now, if you're not familiar with the, um, the website chat roulette, basically it's a website that you, um, can, can go to, it uses your microphone, it uses your camera, and you basically chat with strangers from all around the world. Now, it sounds, you know, innocent enough, but of course, with the way that human beings are, we tend to um, make it not so. Um, you see a lot of it's very sexualized, and <laughs> when I used to mess around with it when I was younger, it was it was just you know guys trying to see boobs. Um, but I do remember going on it and just being intrigued by what I was going to see. Um, I think the people on there are pretty harmless, but I mean you never know what or who you will find, especially on the internet. Um, I haven't been on chat roulette in years, and <laughs> I probably never go back on, especially after watching The Den. Um, all right, so we get our first jump scare, 
with a young kid showing Elizabeth the monster in his closet. And we see it's just one of those jump scare cams that capture your face when something pops up on the screen. Um, we then see Elizabeth talking to a group of professors and explaining how she wants to use the den to connect with as many people as possible. Uh, we later find out that she is a sociology grad student and she is asking for a grant to do this. Now, as I was watching this movie, I was like, this shit would not fly in real life. Like, I'm pretty sure a group of board members and a professor wouldn't give this grad student a grant to sit on her computer all day. Um, but I mean, whatever, it's a movie. Um, it's a very millennial idea. Um, but I mean, I guess I, I'm not, I don't know anything about sociology. I took it, I, d I took like the principles of sociology, um, back when I was in college and my sophomore year, but I mean, it is what it is. It's a movie. So, um, we are then introduced to Damien and Mac. So there's not too many characters in this, in this movie, which is nice. Um, but we have Damien being her boyfriend and Max being the computer nerd who I think is actually in love with her. But she's obviously not having it because she's got a boyfriend. We never really get an answer for that. But that's just kind of what I have noticed. What I noticed when I was watching the film. Um, so we also see her cleaning out her email. She's having a snack, dancing. So basically she's waiting for um, an answer from the board members and her professor on whether she gets the grant to sit on the internet all day. Um, so remember, her computer cam is always on, which is why we can see everything. Um, she then gets a call from her professor, and we see that she has gotten the grant to sit on her computer all day and talk to strangers. Um, we then sh see she's telling Max and Damien about it, and Damien, her boyfriend, calls to video chat with her. We then see he looks uh, to be in his office at work. Uh, he then gets a phone call, and we get a small tour of her apartment while she's waiting for him to get off the phone. Um, he then asks if she's coming over tonight and says, uh, I want to see you, the real thing. Because she keeps making a comment throughout the movie that all of her friends and her family want to see her. And she's like, I don't know why you guys are always saying this. Like, you can see me right now. <laughs> um, so then we have, uh, then we cut to her setting up her preferences in the den. Uh, she decides to click Give Me Everyone, and we see a little warning pop up that says, Please notice that denchat.com is not responsible for anything you see or the content of its users therein. So then she clicks off, and we see that she starts a new chat, and we get some penises, <laughs> and then we have some solicitors for money. Um, we then cut to another screen, and we see that she's using an app called Screen Copier, to record her screen so she can go back and make notes of every single one of her interactions. Uh, we then see she gets a message to video chat with her friend Jenny. Um, so we are now with Jenny and Elizabeth as they are having a girls night featuring the den. Uh, we then come across a profile of a girl named Paya Girl 16 and we see uh, that it's just a selfie of her. So guys, it seems like when the webcam's not working or if the user is offline, it puts up a profile picture of them and there's a little icon at the top of the screen that shows like a video and like an X through it. Um, so all we see is this girl's profile picture. Um, so Jenny, being bored, skips over her while Elizabeth runs to the bathroom. We then see Jenny is just clicking through and comes across Paya Girl again. But just as she's about to click off again, we get a message 
from Pia Girl that says, don't click off, you dumb bitch. Then, immediately after, we get another message that says, you are an ugly cunt. Uh, Jenny then gives the message a middle finger and she clicks off. So it seems like not only can you video message on the den, you can also send um, texts. And what I thought was funny about this movie is that um, it was... When did this movie come out? Back in... 2014 I want to it's just funny because the way that it's texting it's like instead of y-o-u it's you and things like that like there's no grammar or anything so I thought that was funny um because I haven't I haven't typed like that since t9 when I was in high school so I was like all right um and even when I wrote uh the notes even when I wrote my notes out I wrote it the way that they did in the movie um like you instead of y-o-u Um, so then we have the next scene where, um, so this next scene is where it all kind of starts happening. Um, the hacking, the kidnapping, I'd like to say it. Um, so we see Elizabeth signing into her den account, but it seems the password is invalid. We then see her screen glitch. We catch a glimpse of some HTML coding, and then we see that whoever is doing this to her computer is in, so potentially, obviously, a hacker. Uh, we are then greeted with Elizabeth's dark room, and we see a chat has started with Pia Girl 16. But this time we hear a girl breathing heavily cr- and crying through the computer speakers. Elizabeth is awoken and runs to her computer and clicks off. So it seems that someone has hacked into her computer, and it seems that Elizabeth has added Pia Girl as a friend, which means that you can video chat and message with them. Um, so it seems like that's what was happening. So whoever hacked her computer, um, made a call to Pia Girl's account, but we didn't see anything. We only heard, um, Pia Girl, um, breathing heavily and crying through the speakers. So the next scene we see is a video, uh, is her video chatting with Max, the computer nerd. Um, the one that I think is in love with her. She's explaining how her computer turned on by itself and why would something like that happen. So it seems she knows that something is a little bit off uh, because her computer kind of turned on by itself, signed into the account, and then connected, or signed into her den account and connected with Pie and Girl. Um, and then Max doesn't really give her a solid answer. He's kind of just like, nah. Um, he's like, sometimes I guess it'll happen. Usually it doesn't happen, though. So in the next scene, we see Elizabeth is at a coffee shop and starts chatting on the den again. Uh, we then see Paya Girl's um, profile pop up, but it, then again, it's it's just the, the picture of the girl. Um, we don't see a video. Uh, Elizabeth then asks if her webcam is broken, and Paya Girl sends a message to her, basically saying, like, yes, it's broken. Is it okay if I type instead? Um, so remember, we only see the profile picture of the girl. As I said, we don't hear or see anything. We only see her typing to Elizabeth. Obviously, we sense foul play because it's connected to her profile And last night, which is when we heard the screaming and the crying and the heavy breathing. Um, we then see another message pop up from Pia Girl that says, you are very pretty. Um, she then asks Elizabeth um, where she is, to which Elizabeth says, I'm at a coffee shop. Pia Girl then says, can we be friends? Um, before, but before we can find anything more about this weird profile, um, Pia Girl clicks and is offline. Um, so now we, uh, 
Now we're on a new screen, and Elizabeth is chatting uh, with someone from England on the den. Uh, we then see Elizabeth's professor wants a progress report via email, but before she can answer, she gets a video chat from Damien, the boyfriend, who looks to be at home in his apartment. It is now nighttime now, so she obviously is home from the coffee shop. Um, he shows her how he has cleaned in order to coerce her to come over. Um, and he's basically like, look, I cleaned up. And he kind of pants his apartment and we see that, you know, it's a pretty nice apartment. It looks pretty clean from what we can see. Um, we also see that she, um, is emailing her professor too. So guys, just like unfriended, we have a lot of multitasking going on with Elizabeth's screen. Um, we also find out that her boo, Damien, is leaving for a work thing the following day. So the next scene, um... Is, is This is when it gets a little weird. Um, we see someone is logging into her den account and then physically picks up her computer and enters Elizabeth's bedroom. So at this point, it's a little weird because I'm not quite sure what's going on. Um, it seems like it's too soon into the movie for someone to go into her house and pick up the computer. Um, we then see hands move her covers and kind of start touching her. And then she abruptly wakes up and goes, Damien, what are you doing? So it's obviously Damien, the boyfriend. Um, don't ask me why he thought it was okay to log into her den account and kind of like, not live stream it or anything, but I, I mean, I get it. For the purpose of the movie, we had to have him log into the den. Um, we then see they're starting to get down and dirty before Elizabeth stops them and logs out. Um, we then get our infamous screen glitch and it logs back into the den and we get a pretty sexual explicit scene making this movie definitely rated R. Um, and then we see whoever is hacked into her computer starts screen recording and uploads the video as an attachment in an email, but we don't know to who yet. Don't worry guys, we'll find out. So it's pretty much whoever is hacking the computer right now just made a sex tape. So... Uh, the next day, we then meet Lynn, Elizabeth's sister, who is pregnant. Um, we see her giving Elizabeth a tour of the baby room. Um, so at this point, I'm picking up that the den is kind of like a mix of Skype and chat roulette, uh, which is why she's using it to video chat with her family and her friends and also to use it um, to chat with strangers. Because if you guys remember earlier when I said she's setting up her preferences, on there it said friends, friends of friends, work colleagues things like that and then you can you can click that one that says you can chat with everybody so this is where i'm seeing that it's definitely a mix of friends um family and um anybody you want to talk to so kind of like skype and chat roulette all at the same time um so she is chatting and we come across um Paya girl 16 again and we get another text that says, hi, I want to ask you something. Do you like this site? Uh, Paya Girl 16 then says, or I'm sorry, Elizabeth says, yes, do you like the site? And Elizabeth is talking and we still can't see or hear Paya Girl. Um, so <laughs> Paya Girl then answers, I like watching people like when your boyfriend licked your pussy last night. <laughs> So at this point, uh, Elizabeth is kind of freaking out. And guys, the reason I'm laughing is because I fucking hate the P word. I don't know why. It's just not my thing. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. So we obviously see Elizabeth is thoroughly confused by this message. But before she can even process the message, the camera turns off. 
and we see um, the Pia girl is being held captive, captive in a room with um, tape over her mouth. She always looks very distressed. Um, we then see someone walk in behind her and smash her head against the table in front of her and then slice open her neck and slowly let her bleed out. Um, so I remember the first time I watched this this scene, I was actually a little disturbed because it just looks so real. And if you guys listen to my other episodes from my found footage, found footage just creeps me out so much because it just looks so real. So I think the first, like I said, the first time I watched this, it was, it was very disturbing. It, you know, found footage is just so jarring because it just looks so real. So then in the next scene, we see Elizabeth is thoroughly freaking the fuck out. She's on the phone with the police. Um, aka don't do that shit for various reasons because we know, as I mentioned when I did my podcast of Cam, the cops don't really do anything in horror movies. Um, so we see, um, the video shut off as she's talking to the police and a little text message pops up that says talk soon with a little smiley face. Uh, we then see her at the LAPD police station and they basically tell her that they can't do shit and 99% of these videos actually turn out to be nothing. Um, we then see uh, she is now creating a post on the den to um, on the den messaging boards asking if anyone knows the whereabouts of the girl in the video. Um, she's also chatting with Max, the computer nerd, who is trying to convince her that it's not real. Um, she then asks him to do her a favor and look into the pro- profile of the girl to see if he can find her. And apparently... Um, he was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. And she's like, I'll give you some of my grant money. And then he was like, no, no, it's okay. I'll do it for you. (laughs) Um, so just one of the varying clues that he actually is in love with her. We don't really get a lot of character development on it. So we have absolutely no idea what has happened in the past. Um, so then we see she's also doing some digging of her own and starts connecting with Paya Girl's friends. Um, so it seems like she can click on Pia Girl's profile and she can kind of connect with whoever. It's like a buddy list. Um, we get some horny teens on her buddy list. We then get a creepy game of Russian roulette. Basically, nothing turns up. We don't really get any answers. So Elizabeth is now chatting with Damien and, um, she's continuing to show concern with the video of the girl. Damien suggests she just gets off the site for a while um, if she's so freaked out. But, of course, she can't because of her grant. She's like, no, Damon, I can't do that. I have to work on my grant. <laughs> she doesn't sound like that, guys. Um, so she then turns away from the camera to answer her phone. Um, and we see Damon get into the car. And we see that someone is behind him in a mask. And it looks like the mask from The Strangers. Um, it has that, like, burlap material. Um, we then see um, that person yank his head back. And then the chat ends which is when um, Elizabeth turned back over and sees that Damien has signed off, but then just doesn't think anything of it. Um, we then see it is the next day, and Elizabeth is making her bed. Uh, she then gets a message that Damien wants to share a video with her. Um, it's him at the zoo being all boyfriend, which he had mentioned on their chat the previous night. He said, oh, did you get my video? And she said, no. And, and she's like, what is it? And he said, oh, it's me at the zoo wishing you were there. Um... So it's, yeah, he's at the zoo. Um, We then see his video chat opens um, and it's the same video of Damien showing, cleaning his apartment. So basically what happens is the video plays, but then another video immediately plays after that. And um, 
it's Damien from from a couple nights before showing her his clean apartment. So it's kind of like a repeat of the video. Um, so whoever is hacked into her apartment, I'm sorry, who is hacked into her computer is replaying old clips because he then goes, oh, look at this, look at this, uh, look how clean my apartment is. Um, but it seems to be manipulated and it keeps rewinding. Um, then we see the screen change and it's Damien's apartment totally empty, which freaked me the fuck out the first time I watched this guys I was like what the fuck (laughs) I was like how did they do that so basically it's a view of his apartment and during the day but there's nothing in it it's totally empty I was like what the fuck is going on um she then tries to call Damien but no answer and then we see that she is trying to she's contacting the police again um, so the next scene, uh, we see that she's with the LAPD at Damien's apartment and just getting super frustrated with them. Um, and the detective who is working with her is just like, it's the same guy from the, from the, um, last couple scenes I talked about when she was talking to LAPD. He's like, you know, you're wasting police time and value police effort and we should be out there catching the bad guys, not looking at an empty apartment. Um, We then see the computer do the glitch thing, and we see the mouse starts moving. Um, We then see whoever has hacked the computer is starting a video chat with Jenny Friend. So obviously Jenny can only, or so obviously Elizabeth can only type because it's not really Elizabeth. Um, The hacker then types, come over, I have a surprise for you. So not only has... um, the hacker hacked Elizabeth's computer, but he has also hacked Damien's computer, which is why we can see all this from his point of view, from his camera, because it's his computer. Um, so yes, uh, first, this <laughs> this scene made me laugh about how, how uh, uh, not Elizabeth is telling her friend to come over because she is a surprise for her. My friends don't do shit like that. Like, Jenny, come on. Like, be a little bit more suspicious. <laughs> Um, so we then see that the, so now we're back with Elizabeth with the police and we see that the police are fed up and they bounce. Um, so then we go to our next scene and we, um, we see that Jenny is outside Elizabeth's door, but we obviously know that it's not her that's sending the message. Um, so basically she's, she's messaging with Elizabeth, um, but not Elizabeth. Um, and she's like, I'm here. And Elizabeth says the door is open. Um, so Jenny goes inside. We then hear water running in the kitchen, but no one is there. Um, she then goes into the bedroom and she moves the covers and we see Elizabeth's laptop, um, to which, to which Jenny goes, what the, before Jenny can even do anything or register anything, we see someone behind her with the burlap mask on, um, and kind of like shoves her computer, like into the, or I'm sorry, shoves her head like into the computer and then the, the scene cuts. Um, so now we're video chatting with Max and Elizabeth. Um, Elizabeth tells him uh, that he, that she hasn't heard from Damien. Um, we then learn that Max hasn't really found anything about Pia Girl 16 either. Um, Elizabeth then gets frustrated and kind of just hangs up on him. Um, we then see that Elizabeth is napping and she gets a message from her sister. Uh, the screen glitches and we see that her screen is being taken over again by the hacker. Um, so basically the hacker is asking, you know, when am I going to see you? And the hacker 
pretending to be Elizabeth sends the word soon. Um, so a little, a little, uh, foreshadowing, super fucked up foreshadowing. You guys know what I'm talking about once I get there. Um, so we now see that Elizabeth is awake and is trying to contact Jenny friend. Um, but obviously we assume that she's dead. Um, we then see a message pop up from, um, her professor saying we need to chat now with like a whole bunch of explanation points. And I think now is like in big capital letters. Um, so we pretty much find out that her little sexually explicit video, which I had mentioned earlier, guys, uh, remember I said somebody was screen recording um, and sending it as an attachment. So apparently that video got sent to the professor and all the board members that gave her the grant. Um, her professor then tells her she doesn't look well and she's going to put a hold on the project. And Elizabeth is, is trying to explain to her professor that she basically got hacked and that she doesn't know who did it and she's, you know, she's being, she's being hacked. And the professor just doesn't want to hear anything. So in the next scene, we see that um, Damien continues to log on and off the den. Um, and we see kind of like a text message box um, that continues to say like, Damien's logged on, Damien's logged off. And we see that um, she is just continuing to try and contact him and um she's like hello like are you there like why aren't you answering me like what's going on um and she then goes to his friends list and she starts chatting with them um she's basically just going down the list and talking to all of them and saying like have you talked to Damien in the last couple days and this one chick that she like is chatting with is like I haven't talked to Damien since we were 12 and then like ends the chat and then ends up actually flagging Elizabeth um, and a warning pops up and it says that if she gets one more flag, she'll be kicked off the den. Um, we then see that she is now uh, watching her screen recordings back. Because remember, guys, I said she screen records everything on her computer for the grant um, or for the project she's doing for her grant. Um, so we see that um, it's the one that Damien's getting into his car. Uh, but it has the weird glitches, uh, as I explained earlier. She then um, gets a message from Damien, um, and we see like the little three little dots pop up. So if you have an iPhone, or if you're familiar with how an iPhone works, when you're when the other person is texting you back, the three little bubbles pop up. Um, so we see that happen, um, but then he quickly signs off again. Um, so then we think we're on a lead because she's still continuing to talk to his friend group but then it's just a prank video the guy was just like oh yeah i talked to damien the other day and he sent me this link and she opens the link and it's just like a prank thing so then she signs off um so now in the next scene we see elizabeth is using an app called VidClean that is fixing the glitches in the video of damien getting into his car aka the video of the person in the back seat which is when damien gets kidnapped um she then is able to see that someone is behind him she quickly jumps on the phone um, and explaining um, how she sees someone now. I believe she's talking to the to the detective. Um, she then gets a video chat from Damien and um, it's this super so she then she she gets off the phone and she gets a video um, or she gets a, a message from Damien and it says um, <clears throat> it's a super weird like edited video of her chatting interchange with all the other recent videos of her and her family and friends it's kind of hard to explain if you have not seen the movie so I do suggest seeing this movie um just because it's kind of like all the clips being kind of mixed together into one 
Um, she then gets a message from Damien that says, um, if you want to see me, then like click here and there's a link. Um, so of course she quick, she clicks on the link and it pretty much is a virus and it wipes her entire hard drive, obviously including, um, the video that she had used with the op to, to, um, see the person that was behind Damien to show the police. Uh, so then we see, uh, Max is with her now and he warns her to stay away from the site. Um, he then suggests Damien is messing with her, which causes her to flip out, basically kick him out. So he obviously came over to, to go through all of her files. We see him in the scene, like clicking through all the files and saying like, no, like, you know, don't open things that you don't know what they are. And then he says, you know, maybe you should stay away from the site. Um, and then he says, um... And then he says, like, it's probably just Damien, like, messing with you. And she gets pissed and kicks him out. Um, she's also still trying to get a hold of Jenny. Um, we see uh, that whoever is doing this to her has also hacked her phone. Um, because it seems now we're at the point of view of her cell phone, uh, where the camera is at the top of the phone. Um, we see that Jenny just messaged her telling her to come over. Um, we then get the same kind of scene where Elizabeth is at Jenny's door and, um, Elizabeth saying like, I'm here and Jenny saying it's open. Um, so same thing guys, it's only messaging. Like we don't have a video. It's just text messaging through the den. Uh, Elizabeth then enters, uh, Jenny's apartment and she tries to flip the lights on, but of course they don't come on because it's a horror movie. <laughs> um, we then see Elizabeth starts calling Jenny's phone and she's following the noise or she's following the ring of the phone and um, it's sitting in the kitchen. Um, so then she starts to make her way down a hallway and she steps into a puddle of water and we see the water is outside, we have to assume, of the bathroom door. Um, Elizabeth then goes inside and she finds her friend with her wrist slit dying in the tub. So it kind of reminded me of, of 13 Reasons Why. It was, it was a, this scene, like, this scene was pretty fucked up. This scene in 13 Reasons Why is also very fucked up too, so. Um, so yeah, then we have her calling the police and saying that, you know, you know, giving her the address and saying, like, my friend can't breathe, um, and then she basically is like, she stopped breathing. Um, the next scene we see Elizabeth is very upset. She's crying and she's reading the email suicide note from Jenny that basically says like, you know, I can't do this anymore and I'm sorry. Um, and so, and also just to recap guys, we got Damien who's still missing. We have, we don't know about him. Um, Jenny, the friend is dead. I assume that Max is probably next, and we also have the pregnant sister. Um, so now the next scene, we have Elizabeth teaching herself how to load a handgun properly, and I'm just rooting for her, guys. Like, she, like I'm totally on her side. Like, I want her, I want justice for Elizabeth. Um, I want her to come out victorious. So the next scene, super fucked up. Um, basically, we see that whoever's behind this um, has tracked down the pregnant sister and is ready to break in. And Elizabeth can also see all of this because um, they're sending her a video and it's showing them basically walking around. It's actually two guys now like walking around. It's also broad daylight, which is crazy to me. Um, so they're walking around the house and they're like looking in the windows. And, and obviously our point of view is from a, a camera phone. 
Um, so Elizabeth tries to call her sister, but her sister doesn't pick up. Um, then we see her call the police and she's reporting a home invasion, which is also, which is a really good idea. Um, so we are now from the intruder's point of view and he's inside of the house now and he grabs a kitchen knife. So we now see that Elizabeth has made contact with her sister, uh, but her phone is breaking up and she's basically telling her sister, like, get the fuck out of the house. Like there's somebody in the house with you. Um, so the sister obviously is getting alarmed. Um, she then hears something fall behind her from, I believe, in the kitchen area. And then we hear a slam and we see some, um, she turns and we see someone in the same kind of burlap stranger's mask. Um, the next scene we see the sister is being tied up. We also see there's tape over her mouth and there's actually two intruders, as I said before. Um, we then get a super cringy scene of one intruder basically skimming the knife across her pregnant stomach. Um, then he ends up bringing his face like super close to hers. But before anything can happen, we hear the police sirens. And this scene like made me cringe, guys, because I was just like, oh my God, like that's so fucking disturbing. Like he's literally taking this knife and just tracing it across like her pregnant stomach. Like that's so cringy. Like could you imagine being pregnant like watching this movie? <laughs> so anyway, um... So we hear the police sirens, thank God. Um, and the two intruders actually leave the house. They drop the cell phone in the yard and they take off their masks and they just casually walk down the street in broad daylight. <laughs> um, the next scene we see the forensics team is picking up the cell phone and they're bringing it inside. Um, obviously the police are there now and there's police tape across everything. Um, so our point of view now is actually from the cell phone that was dropped in the yard. Um, we also see that Elizabeth is now with her sister and they're both talking to the police. Um, we then hear someone who is um, standing next to the camera phone asking a very intrusive questions to the sister. Basically like, why isn't the father here? Um, where is the father, your baby? You know, he should be here. And this obviously upsets the sister. Um, so whoever is asking these questions then takes the cell phone outside so this part kind of confused me because they have to assume that whoever is involved with this crazy like kidnapping thing is also a part of law enforcement because I'm 99.999% sure that a random person just can't come into a crime scene and start asking questions to someone and then take evidence. So this is the part that kind of confused me. I mean, unless he just like... Unless he dressed as a law enforcement official, but like there's just so many protocols that have to that have to happen in a crime scene that this scene just kind of confused me a little bit because I was uh, I wasn't sure exactly who was talking to Elizabeth's sister. Um, so now we see um, Elizabeth come out of the house with a cop and get into the cop car with him, and then we see the intruder with the cell phone. He got into his car. And um, we know it's it's him because we see the burlap mask on the passenger seat next to him. Um, so now we um, we are now uh, with Elizabeth inside her home with the cop. Um, this is the point of view of her computer now. Uh, we then see the cop is searching the apartment to make sure that no one is there. Uh, we also see that now she's packing some things, I assume, to go back to her sister's house. But uh, before she can leave, a message from Max dings on the computer. 
Um, so now if this were me and I knew someone was probably stalking me through all of my devices, I would probably shut them all off and not open anything electronic and like put like aluminum foil around my head and just drive, like get my sister and just drive to the liter- to literally fucking the middle of nowhere because I would be like, they're tracking me through my devices. They're hacking me through these things. Like I'm going to give up my old life and just go live out somewhere in the Midwest and never use electricity or never use electronics again, ever again. Don't even want a cell phone. Don't want a computer. Like I'm done. <laughs> um, so um, then we see um, she's opening the video message from Max and we see it's actually inside of his dark apartment. Um, so it's, I believe it's the point of view of his computer now. Um, we then hear a knock on the door. The police then opens and we see that it's actually the detective who has been on the case, uh, since the beginning from the LAPD. Um, and we see him flip on the light. Elizabeth starts calling for him and, um, basically he's like, Hey, like I'm down here. Um, and he notices and he, uh, walks over to the computer. We also see that Max's apartment is completely destroyed. Um, so we then see the detective walking to the computer and then uh, we see someone in the same burlap mask come behind him and hit him in the back with a sledgehammer. And then um, it obviously doesn't kill him right away and he kind of flips up onto his, uh, he's on his back now. And um, then we see <laughs> the way that the, the the way that the the camera angle is now, it's like right, it's like we see his profile and then all of a sudden we just see a sledgehammer like come down to the center of this guy's skull. So obviously he's dead. Um, She then starts screaming for help for the cop outside, but no one's coming. Um, We then get a very creepy picture in picture moment and we see that someone is actually watching her from an air vent. Um, So just as she uh, retrieves the camera or the phone, I'm not really exactly sure what's in this air vent, um, with the electricity shuts off in her apartment. So this scene was actually very cool, guys, because it's she's kind of standing in front of her computer. She just watched this police detective get killed, and now she sees this crazy picture-in-picture moment, and she's kind of, like, waving her hands trying to figure out where this camera is, and she, then you can kind of see on her screen, like, on the left side, um, there's this air vent, and then as she's like walking closer to it, like we can see both. So I thought that was a really cool effect. I liked that. So we're in her apartment. Electricity shuts off. Um, she then goes to run outside. We then get a nasty shot of this patrol cop chained to her front front door, just blood, just dead. Um, so my question here is like, where are the neighbors um, or anyone of any kind to like witness this? Like what? <laughs> um, so now our only light source is this camera phone. Or I, I'm not exactly 100% sure. So, but the only light is from this camera that she found in her air vent. Um, she then runs to her back door. Um, and then we see another burlap sack man is there. Um, she then slams and locks the door and then grabs the knife. Um, we then get a really cool shot of her being picked up. Oh, there's also another intruder. So there's just a whole bunch of burlap sat mans everywhere, uh, or men everywhere. Um, so she locked the one outside, but then another one is actually inside of her apartment anyway. And we get this really, um, cool shot of her being picked up and like thrown across the bedroom from, but it's from like all different angles. So we can, so we can understand what's happening. So we have the intruder's camera 
we have her phone camera and then we have her computer camera. Um, she then is able to actually um, get on top of him and stab him to death, which was a pretty dope scene. Um, so now she's running from, from her apartment and we see that she has a broken rib, but before she can escape or get help, she's greeted by another burlap sack man and the camera goes black. So the next scene is Elizabeth in some kind of room with her foot chained to the wall. Um, she looks like she's being held in some kind of like nasty, dingy kind of dungeon murder looking room warehouse thing. Um, she then notices uh, a desk in a, with a computer on it. So she sits down and we see that she has some kind of like GoPro attached to her head, but it's like shoved into her head with some kind of like barbed wire. So she can't take it off. Um, she then gets another picture in picture and it's Damien looking rough and he's in some kind of weird looking room. Um, he says they aren't the only ones there. Um, and she's basically just like, do you know where we are? And he's like, I don't know where we are. Um, <clears throat> we then get another video chat request message from Max. We see Max is also in one of the rooms now. Um, Elizabeth is freaking out and Damien is trying to explain, um, to her that it's just a recording and it's not in real time. So basically like you can't save him. Like it's, it already happened. Um, we then see somebody come behind Max and suffocate him with, um, a plastic bag. Um, and if you guys have watched, uh, or if you've listened to my other podcasts, you know that I hate when that shit happens. Like I hate that whole plastic bag saran wrap suffocation thing. Ugh, I don't like that. Um, so then we have Elizabeth freaking out. She just watched Max die. The chat ends. Now we get a, um, we get a video across from Damon and we see him getting dragged across the floor, uh, by another burlap sack man. Um, so she actually ends up throwing the computer before we see anything else happen. Um, and as she turns, um, the door actually opens behind her in her room and a burlap, a burlap sack woman comes into her room holding a machete. So guys, it's not just, it's not just men doing this. We got all kinds of characters involved here. Um, so Elizabeth actually is able to use her chain to smack the shit out of her, of this woman. And it's, actually able to get her chain around the chick's neck and kill her um so we have like elizabeth on the back of this woman's back and um she's able just to use with just sheer force is able to choke her out and kill her um elizabeth then actually finds the keys that gets uh the chain off of her foot and um she actually grabs the machete too so now we have her uh, wandering around a very dark hallway. Um, and also, so basically, like, just another recap, all of her people are pretty much dead except for the sister, and she's killed two of these um, these burlap, burlap sack people. That is a hard fucking word to say, guys. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to say the BS peeps now because I can't. Burlap sacks. <laughs> Say that like 20,000 times. I can't do it. Um, so anyway, we have her wandering down this really dark hallway and then she sees a light. Um, she then runs towards the light and it's actually another kill room and she walks in and it's just fucking covered in blood. Um, so I'm not uh, 100% sure where she at, where she's at, but it looks like it's someplace underground. 
Um, she then opens a set of double doors, and we are greeted with another burlap sack person. Um, she's actually able to put the machete through the double doors and keeps them away for a minute, but then there's, like, this glass that's next to the next to the doors, and he grabs a chair and just um, throws it through the glass, and it breaks. Um, so now she's continuing to run around this underground murder room place. Uh, we then hear an alarm goes off, go off, which I assume is like we have, you know, one of our someone's escaping. It kind of reminded me of the purge a little bit when I heard it. Um, so then she's continuing to turn around. She rounds a corner and bam, like right into another burlap sack man who has a hammer. She's actually able to get the hammer away from this guy and. Um, hit him in the face and she lifts his masks a little bit and asks where Damon is and he's like he's not here now I can't tell if it was a woman or if it was a young kid so as I said before guys like there's just a bunch of different characters in this movie so and there's a bunch of different people not characters in the movie there's a bunch of different people who who are a part of this underground thing so it's like it literally is like men women and like teenagers um, so then she runs up some stairs and is actually able to get outside and it's bright out and it looks like it's a wasteland of like old car parts. Um, a truck then almost runs her over and we see a bunch of um, burlap, <laughs> I can't say this word anymore, burlap <laughs> sack peeps coming at her. Um, she continues running and we see a car coming at her. Um, we see like another card coming at her and a dude actually gets out and she whacks him with her hammer and she's able to get into the car and drive away. Um, so guys, I'm just so into this. I'm like, she's going to get away. She's going to get away. Um, <clears throat> cause she's made it so far. <laughs> um, she's now just driving away. Remember guys, she has no idea where she is or where she's going, but before she can escape, she is hit by the same truck and it's kind of like he, the, they like T-boned her. Um, so then we get, um, the, the view of her getting dragged out of the car and then the screen goes black. Um, so the next scene we get is somebody logging into the den and we see that it's Elizabeth's London friend that she connected with, Brianna. Um, she starts skimming through and gets a message from Elizabeth that says, hi. Uh, she then asks Elizabeth if her webcam is broken to which she says no and then we get a very bloody Elizabeth. Um, so, like, the camera pops on for Brianna to see what's going on. And we get a very bloody Elizabeth uh, with top of her, with the top over, or with a tape over her mouth. And her, and her feet are actually perched on a white bucket. Um, then we see that she has a rope around her neck. Uh, we then see one of the uh, burlap sack men kick the bucket and she starts choking uh, but right before she's about to die, another one cuts the rope down. Um, we then see them about to leave, but before doing so, one of them backtracks, takes out his gun, and then shoots her right in the head, and she's dead. Um, so this is the part of this, the movie that... <laughs> um, so basically what happens is the camera pans out, and this is probably the most disturbing part of this whole movie. The screen we see um, says, watch Elizabeth's narrative um, over top, like the overlay of her dead body. And it says, Elizabeth died on 5.07 at 11.49 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
Do you want to follow another person's narrative? Click to show our catalog of 7,981 full-length real videos. Um, we also see that her timeline includes nudity, 120 hours of surveillance, and interactive torture. As it pans out, we see the whole site is actually dedicated to these kill videos with things like newest feed, longest feed, shortest feed, and top rated feeds. Uh, we then see the mouse move on the screen and it belongs to a man in um, his home office. We then see uh, that the London friend was also a victim on this site. And we see that in order to watch it, he has to have a premium account to which he whips out his wallet and starts the video before he can get, he can get into it. Uh, his office door opens and we see a young boy come in and say, Dad, then the screen goes black. And then the movie's over. <laughs> so overall, guys, I loved this movie. Um, it has the right um, number of disturbing factors. Not too many shaky movements of the camera, because if you guys listen to my first episode of Found Footage, February, you know the only downside I really see of Found Footage is like the shaky movements, because I, I, I get very nauseous. Um, so there wasn't too many of those. Um, and it's definitely the kind of movie that sticks with you. Because I remember the first time I watched this movie, it stayed with me for weeks and weeks. And I think that's really the whole point of horror is when you watch a horror movie to have it really like stick with you for a long time. Um, and like the whole time I was rooting for her to only find out we were watching her narrative through the, through the eyes of somebody's dad. Um, and I just found that so disturbing because I really was rooting for her. I thought she was going to win. Like, I, she got so far. Like, she reminded me of, like, Jessica Biel in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Jessica Biel was able to get away. But Elizabeth, it's like the whole time we were just watching her death story. Like, there was no hope for her because it was already a recorded, um, a, you know, we were recording her death. So it was just like, I, I, I was just like, damn. Like, she tried. She really did, guys. And I usually don't care for the characters. I like seeing the carnage, but I was really rooting for Elizabeth in this movie. Like, I wanted her to get away. Um, so, of course, with any movie, I have a ton of questions. Like, who all is working for this site? Uh, is it considered dark web? Like, where is this place? Uh, this underground whatever? And, like, why was her... Why was her uh, boyfriend's apartment emptied and the other houses and the other, like, friends, uh, like, Max's house left destroyed? Uh, what happened with her sister? Is her sister on those things, too? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see the sister on there. Um, why did the police let one of the hackers go into the crime scene and just take the cell phone? Um, and how did they not get caught if they're killing police? They technically killed a detective and a police officer. Like, how is... And I'm sure that there is, like, some kind of, like, manhunt or something going on. Um, but as with anything on the internet, it's kind of just, like... Especially with these hackers that are so good with hacking other people's computers, they can basically make anything sound and do and make anything look the way that they want. So they probably easily got rid of their rid of the evidence, even if there was like video evidence. Obviously, there is video evidence, but you know what I mean of like them breaking and entering kind of thing. Like all they have to do is like hack whatever app is being used, like that Ring app. I know a lot of people use that for like their front door thing I, I don't have it I I'm, I'm not that bougie <laughs> not that not that you'd bougie if you have it but you know what I mean um I also live in an apartment building so <laughs> it's a little bit different <laughs> um so then we actually have 
Um, so yeah, I just have questions. Like I want to know what's going on. Um, so I have a theory, um, is that someone, one person started this Red Room type of website and then started to get more in like high demand, um, and was able to find other people that were okay with killing other people. And I don't know, guys. I just have a lot of questions. Like, who gets involved with this stuff? It kind of reminds me of Unfriended Dark Web. Like, especially at the end. Like, all these people are involved with, you know, these murders and stuff like that. So, I'm always just curious. And, I, and you know, I, I wish... And apparently this was the director's debut film. Um... And I was listening to something a while ago on this movie, and apparently he hasn't done anything since then. I could be wrong, though. I actually have not looked. Um, but I kind of want, like, The Den too. I think that would be interesting um, and have it kind of correlate with the first one. Um, but I don't know. I don't... I'm not sure. Let me, let, me, let me look up and see if the director has done anything since then. So it looks like back in 2014, he was working with director Eli Roth and he put out a short horror film um, on Vine. Do you guys remember when Vine was a thing? Um, it was called Nick R Rialdi's Vine. Um, so basically, I guess they just started posting a bunch of stuff on Vine and then uh, got pretty popular and then... They, you know, the users found out that it's actually um, a Vine-based horror story drawn from both the jump scare internet brand of horror and the found footage genre um, updated with a social media twist. Donahue told BuzzFeed that he chose to make a horror movie on Vine because it was such a great way to create something in a short time span and have it up there for people to see almost immediately. It was also a chance to make something with my friends. Um... Before this Vine experiment, uh, experiment, we always had conversations like we should save money and do a short together. But with this, we were finally able to get off our butts and make something without being inhibited by production costs at Donahue. Um, so apparently this, uh, the stars of this were his friends. Um, so interesting. I didn't know about that. But yeah, I really wish that he would kind of come maybe do the, the den too. But I guess obviously it's takes money to, to make things and um so I think that's all I have for you guys this evening and I have to apologize for the noise I'm hoping that the next week's show is they'll be finished by then um but yeah anyway also if you guys have not watched this movie I would definitely watch it um on your computer because it gives more of a spooky element I always like watching found footage films that are from my computer's point of view, actually on my computer instead of watching it on my TV, um, just because it adds so much more to the movie. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. If you guys haven't seen this movie, I definitely go check it out, especially if you're into found footage um, and if you like horror in general. Yes, there are some disturbing parts, but not terrible, not too bad. Um, so, and I just want to say congratulations again to our uh, contest um our contestant giveaway, contest giveaway. I can't talk, guys. I'm sorry. I've literally had to work. I worked like 26 hours in two days because I worked my regular job and then I had to go to the restaurant and bartend. So I'm exhausted. And on top of all the construction, I just want to go crawl in a hole somewhere and sleep for like four days. But I am dedicated to this podcast and I definitely wanted to, to uh, jump on here and 
finish it up even with the noise that's in the background. I do apologize if you are listening to this on headphones. I'm going to do my best and try and get out the get out that background noise, but, you know, there's only so much I can do. Uh, so there you guys have it, my honest and horrific opinion on The Den. Did you like it? Did you hate it? What's your honest and horrific opinion on this movie? So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Horror Nights In with me, Crystal. Please remember to follow my podcast on whatever app you use. Um, and if you could, please rate Horror Nights In podcast 5 out of 5 on iTunes. If you enjoyed my show, I would greatly appreciate it. Um, so I will chat with you guys next week for the conclusion of Found Footage February. I'm going to have a co-host and we're going to be doing, well, I'm not going to tell you yet, but make sure to follow me on Twitter to find out. All right, guys, I will talk to you later. Bye.